Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, a real kind of interesting um, concept, ancestral trauma, what it is, how it affects you, how to recognize it and begin to explore it so as to live a bit more of an authentic life. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I'm Never heard of that topic. So, I, yeah, it's been around forever. Okay. First of all, it's like one of those things that's new again, but honestly, it's old as time. I feel like humans have always probably recognized this in some way. Um, but lately, it's been, I don't know, shown a spotlight on a bit. Uh, it's a psychological, it's like, it's also called transgenerational trauma or intergenerational trauma. It's a psychological term, which basically states that trauma can be transferred in between generations. Um, after a first generation survivor's experiences of trauma, they're able to actually transfer their trauma biologically to wow. their offspring. But I feel like we've always had that kind of awareness as humans that what happens to the people we've never met still affects us. I, I mean, I know, like, I have trauma from the pe- my parents. <laughs> we all have trauma. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's that's the thing. It's a little bit deeper. Okay. Because, yes, the people that raised us programmed us. We talk about that all the time on here, programming. Right. But this is kind of like who raised them and who raised them and who raised them. And these threads that can seem so innocuous, how they pop up in your life now. So how you're subconsciously truly ruled by things that people went through that you never met and had no direct influence on you. How did, and honestly, I think this has been around in spirituality for a long time, kind of like a spiritual DNA or, um, you know, like, I guess... Yeah, spiritual DNA. Okay. All right, so let me just kind of get this straight. And again, if I'm coming off as mocking it a little bit, I, I apologize. Okay. So what you're basically saying is that what happens in my life today could possibly be linked back to not my parents, well, my parents, my grandparents, my great-great-parents, yeah. great-great-great-great-grandparents, yes. all the way down the line. So like if someone, let's say, died in the bubonic plague in the 1300s <laughs> and they were related to me, that would somehow be in my... DNA or... Well, if you think about it just logically, yeah. you know, as a red person, logically, right. like the movements of what people did 500 years ago affect you. Like you're in the United States, you know what I mean? Like okay. what, what, what decisions they made did affect you, right? Correct, yes. Okay, so um, there's other things that popped up too, like patterns of speaking or pattern, like, you know, patterns of parenting or truths or, it, you know, cultural influences that swept over generations of your family okay. and how it's ingrained subconsciously into you now. I mean... So, so like, yeah. let's say, like, living in Eastern Europe. Yeah, that's where your and, people Yeah, are and, you know, being of Jewish descent. Yeah. Not even if they were practicing. Um, probably instilled a lot of fear over the centuries. You know, fear, yeah. fear of, like, pogroms in Russia or Holocaust yeah. during World War II. And I, so would yeah. that carry down is what you're saying? We are very skeptical of yeah. things. Yes. Like, yeah. like you are – I mean, I don't see – I mean, you've had family die, mm-hmm. it from, you know, in the Holocaust. In the, like, you've had that. Maybe you never met them. No. But – how does it influence you today? Like just for me seeing you and okay. it's not even things that you might even link, but just me knowing you, like you cannot deal with religion. Like you, you, right. I no. mean, yeah. And let me preface that. I'm not talking about like spirituality or God or anything like that, no. but organized religion and me do not mix. Like I you respect people that practice sure. like hundred percent. Like 100%. You, you worked shoulder to shoulder with them. You were teaching in a private Jewish school for years. Yes, I did. And again, I'm not religious at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching there, two, and I did two stints at two different Jewish schools. 
and, and these they, were I've, like orthodox like these yeah, were, yeah very very religious but that and again 100 percent respect of it never said a bad word oh, about no. it but i didn't get it myself yeah. and i always felt kind of like teaching at those schools even though I'm Jewish myself, yeah. I felt like an outsider. I, I felt like I did not belong there. Like maybe yeah. I had the imposter syndrome when I was teaching there. That's interesting. Um, because religion to me, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, um, I feel like that's from just the way that, for me, when I just knowing you, you know what yeah. I mean? And this, these are things like we all have to explore in ourselves. Yep. Like I feel like that's your combating the whole, I guess, the way society treated the Jewish people. And and then be. you're kind of like, listen, I'm going to break away from it in a way to kind of see the bigger picture. I mean, also you went into history. You're such a history buff. Yeah. I mean, I, that's true. I mean, and that make that would actually make even maybe more sense than that. Um, I was always fascinated with the rise of Hitler and yeah. how he came yes. to power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took like in college and my master's, I took classes specifically just on the time period of uh, the 1920s to 1933 when Hitler took power in, in Germany. So, and I was always fascinated by that. I wasn't really so much fascinated with the war itself, like mm-hmm. all the battles, I, you know, that wasn't my thing. But the way that he was, he was able to come to power um, and the rhetoric and all that, that he did, that always fascinated me. Yeah, and you, was, you told me that, like, just how could people let this happen? And right. you were fascinated with the psyche and the psychology behind it. So... I'm not, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. How, you know, that's probably, I mean, it's interesting, but yeah. to me, I'm not like fascinated, you know, maybe more people should be, but like, I, my point is, is that this is, this just doesn't come from nowhere. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, and also you get really stressed out when you see other people acting like that, or when, when there's whispers or societal shifts or changes, you'll be like, Oh, whoa, wait a second. You know, it, it's like red flag, red flag, red flag. Right. Um, you get hyper about it even, like hyper-aware, hypersensitive. I mean, where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, that, that now that you're saying that, that makes 100% sense. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a big part of your personality, kind of this... This over, and, and you really want to spread it to the kids, especially Brittany, right. like because she kind of gets it. So you well, really want to spread it yeah. to her. You're I mean, always guess, educating us. Yeah, I mean, I guess I always put it to the reason why, like, let's say for like going back to the religious aspect that, you know, I always felt like, I, why should there be something in between me and spirituality or mm-hmm. God or whatever you want to call it? Sure. You know, why, why is there a middleman? Why does there have to be someone who has to tell me what I have to do to get to that point? Why can't I just do that myself? But I always thought that was more my, my red, like, you, you know, being the red aura. Yeah. That I just want to, I'm independent thinking and I don't like to have anyone in between me and my belief. Well, yeah, that's, that's that. Does that tie in, or sure two, does. these two things go well, together? Well, I mean, aura colors are our filters. Like we're all going to deal with these things in different ways based on right. aura colors. You get a little bit more like aggressive or con- confrontational about it, and that's like your issue with control. Okay, you don't like people. I mean, that's just how yeah. I. I don't want to tell you about you, but the, that's no. how I see you. Yeah, but I can see like just even when we even when things. I mean, I just know you, and this isn't even something that you'd even talk about. I remember like when you would come home from the unit it's funny because you didn't have to teach about the holocaust when you were working in the jewish schools like so much like you would brush over it. like they got that right but when you taught at holland yes which was a school in, in western new york they, some of the kids didn't know what the holocaust was Mm-mm. i remember that week whatever that unit was you were v- a different person when you came home every day and i know from not from you because the, your kids would talk to me you'd blast Hitler's speeches. So like they were on, and the whole hallway heard it and you wanted them to feel that. And you got 
this whole rally about genocide going. And then mm-hmm. I think at the time, where was there was a terrible genocide going on there at was, the time? Yeah, uh, in Darfur, Africa. Yeah, and they started, like, the kids started rallying yeah. and getting very upset about Darfur. Yeah. And they were organizing things and you were helping them. I mean, I don't think other people would be that fired up if not for the trauma ancestrally that, is, you know, that yeah, it's I, a channel for you. I, that could be, I mean, look... When I did that unit, I went all in on that oh, unit. Yeah. <laughs> and it lasted longer than it probably needed to, to last, or maybe not, actually, when I think about it. And I used to actually show, and I would tell the kids, if you want to leave the room now, like trigger you go leave the room. Yeah. And some kids would leave. Um, and I would actually show footage wow. of the Holocaust. They have all of it. You could just go on YouTube mm-hmm. and put it in, and you yeah. could see the everything. Yeah. Everything is shown. The bodies piling up, all yeah. the the crematoriums, the, the ovens, all that stuff. Uh, you know, Dachau, uh, you can just see it. It's, it's there to, to, be, to, to be viewed. Wow. Uh, and I would show those videos. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, actually, I walked out of the room myself because I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So I would show the video and I'm saying, I'm leaving the room. You guys can leave too. You know, I'd say, you know, right outside the, the, the door. You know, I didn't leave them all alone. But yeah. Because um, I couldn't handle it anymore myself. Yeah. Um, but I would actually go in and I would, oh, man. This is bring back uh, memories. You know, yeah. I should probably just go back to teach one week a year just to do this. You or, should. I mean, honestly. Um, you know, because I, I went much deeper than the curriculum wanted. Um, you know, I would go through the doctors, what the doctors did, mm-hmm. how they made people into, you know, furniture, so, you know, uh, lamps, shades, all, all these things, the experiments they did. Um, so I, I, would, I would go through all that. Uh, it's pretty, oof, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that, you're right. I, I mean, I guess now that, you know, you pointed this out to me. I just, it makes sense. And I just you, have to make a point, like, and I know your parents and like, yes, they're very, um, I don't feel like you t- correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. They didn't go that deep in your own upbringing with discussing it. Like, I feel like it was like no. well known, but like they weren't bringing up like, Hey, everybody were watching this document. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this comes from somewhere else. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I mean I, the only thing I say, I do recall my dad always saying, how, always asking the question, like, how did that happen? That how did like that him. happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. and you can, you know, even living in 21, 2021, yeah. you could see how it could happen. Sure. And, you know, I'm not going to get political here, but you can see how it could happen. Yeah. And, um, scary. It's scary. It is scary. Yeah. It just takes the right personality and the right yeah. um, situation, the right economic uh, situation. Wow. And it could happen. So when we talk about ancestral trauma, I feel like... I see that. That's where I see it pop up in you, and I see it in your parenting with the kids too. Like question things, think for yourself. Yes. Listen, like look around you, see what's going on. Take a step out from the government. Look at what's going. You know, just t- like look, think for yourself. Yeah, that's like always been my biggest thing. Just think, think, think for, yourself. for yourself. And I think, think that's the yourself. thing with religion too. Like you just want you know do what yeah. you do, but please think for yourself. Right. <laughs> that's always been my problem with it because you know even if you go back to like let's say. Not to be front of the Catholic Church or anything, but okay. they would do the, you know, and again, we're going a little historic here. <laughs> right. You know, they would do the sermons, not in the vernacular, not in the language. Yeah. Now we're going back to medieval times. Not in the vernacular. They would do it in Latin. Yeah. So let's say you're in France. You don't speak Latin anymore. Yeah. You speak French. They would do the sermon in Latin and yeah. just 
expect you just to agree with whatever the priest no, or that, whoever the bishop said. That's pretty recent, though. Yeah. Honest, my, my parents, when they, they they just shifted over when my parents were young right. to uh, English. They would do it in English or like whatever your language was, um, the vernacular, like you said. But like they, they remember learning Latin or hearing all the sermons in Latin and everything. Yeah. So I mean, like, how, so basically, what they were asking you to do is just say, okay, not put faith in. God put faith in the person giving the sermon yeah. or the church. <laughs> Obviously. And I can't do that yeah. because that's, 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 that's man. Yes. And I can't, I can't do that. I, I don't, I, I could do it in a higher power, but I can't do it on someone who's on the same plane as me. You can adulate a human right. the and, way that they're asking you to. Right. I mean, then we did the Royal, just to make it a little bit lighter, you know, we did the Royals. Oh, don't the, get them started the, on the Royals. And I can't. All roads lead to the Royals. I can't get behind, you know. <laughs> You know, whatever, whoever it is, Prince Harry or whatever. Oh, he's not a prince anymore. Uh, the queen or whatever. I, I can't get behind it because right. in essence, you have to believe that they were ordained by God. God. And until you show me that document signed by God, I, I can't believe it. I, so, all right. That. I love that. I think we need to do a couple of ads. Let's do a couple of ads. And then we got a really deep dive into this. Okay. And then I think at the end, uh, some of the mystic Mikhail spiritual family members did yes. a fun uh, thing on the, on the page in the group, and I think to lighten it up, we'll we'll go with that. No, this is really funny. I can't wait to do that at the end. All right. But um, but first, you know, here's the thing: you might have somebody in your life who's a little resistant to the idea of therapy. That person might be you. <laughs> okay, that's okay. There's a really easy and like not stressful way to get therapy right now, you know, and that's better help. It's it's totally okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. You're not meant to keep everything on the inside. It makes you sick. And and therapy helps. And sometimes people in our life are a little nervous to do things, you know, sit in the waiting room, go meet somebody face-to-face, fill out the paperwork, go see the secretary. You know, they get stressed out. Well, guess what? You can do this in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. It's all right at your fingertips because BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, or you can, it's up to you, but it's at home. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy really is. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. They're so quick on there. They're really quick on the app. They they really care, and you can tell. You join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really appreciate them. And know your Aura listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash K-Y-A. That's BetterHelp.com slash K-Y-A and get 10% off your first month. Give it a shot. Maybe that person in your life will take that shot too. Um, you know, it's so stressful, that credit card statement every month that you don't really feel like looking at, but it keeps coming. And just that heaviness when you see it on the table and you're like, (laughs) oh, that thing. And you just pay off like the tiniest bit. So it goes away. Now, here's a good thing. Okay. Speaking of ancestral trauma, it's a good thing that credit cards are... (laughs) You know, that they don't get passed down from generation to generation. So you can't take on your great-great-grandfather's debt. That's a good... That is good. (laughs) So that's good. Yeah. I wonder if that was different generations had that issue, though. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. Yeah, debtor's prison, you know, things like that. Thank God that doesn't exist. But Upstart does exist. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Just get that paid off. 
oof, feels so good. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike under other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means that they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000, and you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash K-Y-A. That's upstart.com slash K-Y-A. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you and we so much appreciate when you do that. Helps us out so much. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go check it out, upstart.com slash K-Y-A. All right, so let's get on with it. Let's talk a let's little talk bit about it. Ancestral trauma. Okay. If you've ever had a reading with me, the first thing I do, well, the first thing I do is look at your aura. But then as I go on, I almost always, if you didn't give me a picture of your family, I'll ask for it. And it's because, you know, how you were raised and the environment matters. Like how, how you were raised matters. Obviously, it creates patterns in you. And there are patterns that it's hard to differentiate when it comes time to live your authentic life. Uh, it's just how it goes. Humans raise humans. Humans aren't perfect. Humans have issues. And they kind of pass them on. And that's okay. They don't mean to. It's what we do. It's what we do with it that matters. But today I'm talking about basically that, but on a much bigger scale, ancestral trauma. The people you haven't even met and how they've affected you today, generations ago. Yes, it still exists in your trauma and your patterns right now today. In the Kids Aura episode I did, episode number 78, I briefly touched about um, this. I, I touched on ancestral trauma. And the way I approached it in that particular podcast was basically a suggestion um, to challenge some of the adages that make their way into our parenting practices. Because like not all those adages are ours or relevant to now. And even though society does play a role, there is a lot of generational trauma that's passed down um, generation to generation that's presently still happening and is in fact creating a life for that trauma to be relived without any sort of context or reality or understanding. And I kept it pretty simple in that episode because that episode was already quite extensive. But I think I used the example, you know, like clean your plate. You have to eat everything on your plate. I think either that was our family growing up telling us that, or you know somebody who kind of dealt with that, or you see it happening now with kids around you. Um, yes, here's the thing with clean your plate. And this is just like, this is just a very simple example. If you are in a position where what is on that plate for dinner is all you're going to get until the next meal comes, it makes sense for the person raising you to be like, listen, clean your plate. But if you're not, and this is something that like you were made to do and now it's something that's forced and it's something, you know, maybe your parent for whatever reason they can't describe thinks, okay, this is how you're a good parent. This is how you teach your child about gratitude and not being wasteful and appreciation and whatnot. And none of that's not going to work. That's a traumatic thing. Like maybe grandpa didn't have enough to eat and that's what you heard growing up and then that's what you're being taught and then that's what you're teaching your kid. Like it does, it's not relevant anymore. 
And what happens is in that moment, your kid is smart, okay? And they look around and they see like, you know, the pantry's full. You don't finish everything you're eating. And this is a power trip. And then they get self-destructive or they do other things. And, and it's, it propels this trauma forward until someone breaks the chain, And in that episode, I said, like, you know, I see a lot of disordered eating or, like, self-destructive issues when, you know, you're forcing kids to finish food. And it's just something that I used as a very simple coverall. But the thing is, is patterns in the way that we're raising people last for a really long time. And trauma from the past doesn't go away. It shows up in these little tiny forms, like clean your plate when great grandpa had some sort of poverty, you know, food insecurity issue. And now in 2021, your six-year-old is reliving that trauma. It has nothing to do with him. And that probably happened to you too. It happened to all of us. And, and so basically ancestral trauma is a much broader scope to cover. There are layers to it. There is your family and the events which have happened to your ancestors in terms of just like interpersonal relationships, addiction, abuse, poverty, endlessly. These are such a broad scope. And there are wide sweeping ones in terms of culture, racism, immigration, refugees, wars. I mean, you name it, trauma. There's lots of layers. There's lots of ways it can happen. There's lots of things that can affect generations of people from the past to today. And, you know, there's so many horrific situations you can see all the time. You know, just take a look on the news, look at kids at the border, you know, refugees, children's left with children left with nothing, wars, crumbling building, just death and sadness. And what relevance is exploring their own ancestral trauma to them at this moment? You know, you think about it like, okay, uh, how can their lives get better? And that's the thing. There are things that are not possible in your own lifetime. That's true. Like when you see these people suffering, they might not have an opportunity to heal anything. This is, they're surviving. And in your past, in your ancestral lineage, there were people surviving and they didn't have a chance to do any of this. And so all I can think of when I see people suffering like that is the generations and time it will take to touch any of it, heal any of it. And that's if they even have a chance to do it because you know what? Not everyone does. That's true. If you have a chance to heal it right now, if you are in a place in life where you can even do this a little bit, address it, see it, listen to this podcast about it, how blessed you are. How blessed I feel right now to be able to be talking about this. And the point of it is, and this is why, This is a big thing. Like when you are better, you can help others. It's not selfish to invest in yourself. It's not selfish to invest in your own healing of traumas. I want you to know that. So if you have guilt about it, which honestly I do, I'll admit it, I give guilt. I feel very privileged to be able to sit here and talk about these things. Or, you know, when you see, like I said, kids on the news with nothing, oh my God, you know, It's not insignificant though. And I have to remind myself that and I have to remind you that. And I'll tell you why. Because like I said, when you get better, you will be better. You will be better for others. And there's a payment to it. And the payment is you have to pay it forward somehow. We have to pay it forward somehow. And we will. And we will. So make that promise to yourself. And then use your energy to make yourself better. 
Okay. I had to bring that up because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I talk about things like ancestral trauma, you know, I just don't want to spiritually bypass the reality of what people are actually going through and they're surviving and they're living in it and it's not going to get better in this lifetime. Um, and how blessed we are if we have the, an opportunity to fix it a little bit in our own lifetime. Okay. Back to the topic. You can tell this is why I've avoided this for so many episodes. This is very broad. Okay. There are so many factors which bring the trauma from, you know, past, even before we were born, way before we were born, and create it as present. So how do we honor what our ancestors have gone through? How do we keep the lessons close and make sure we also keep them from being present today in ways that are not applicable? That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how this works scientifically, how this works spiritually, how you can take control now a little bit and how you can incorporate it into your spiritual development. So what is ancestral trauma? So there was a study done in 2001 by Kellerman showing that the offspring of Holocaust survivors had a higher risk of suffering from PTSD, low self-esteem, and just like poor health in general. These weren't the ones that were in the Holocaust. These were the ones that like were the offspring children and grandchildren of the people who uh, survived the Holocaust. There is another study done by Yehuda in 2015 showing that there is in fact a true biological impact on the offspring of those who have been exposed to trauma, that there are actual modifications in cell function of the offspring of people that have been through trauma. So again, they weren't, the offspring weren't the one exposed to it. Their parent was, and there were actually cell modifications because of it. And I, I mean... This is not like a new thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's as old as time, but it's being regarded a bit differently. Making the connections of past and present and how those shadow parts of our ancestors show up as limitations today in our present lives is actually being looked at in a more scientific way or a more mental health way right now. But I feel like in a, I guess for a, I guess we've always looked at it. We've always kind of been like, well... In some way, as humans, if you think about it, we've always sought out to make peace with the people from the past who are us, but never directly met us. And these people have such influence on us now, and maybe their stories can help us understand this ancestral link we carry today, because a lot of who they were resides in how we were raised and taught. So if you just think about like cultural holidays like Dia de los Muertos or All Saints Day or Memorial Day or just any holiday as a culture, Passover, like you remember the ones who were lost as a way to connect. It's kind of like, let's remember the traumas and the stories and, and the people from the past to, to connect to us today. It's a link which brings us comfort. And I think it's more than just comfort. I feel like it's this biological need that merges with the spiritual to heal, to understand it a little better. There is a need to heal from the energetic patterns which disrupt our current lives. And that's where, you know, that's where this work comes in. You may have noticed people, maybe even yourself, going down rabbit holes on like ancestor.com. This is a real yellow person thing. A blue, per, blue yellow blue people do this. Um, you know, getting their DNA checked or evaluated, you know, all their documents. Oh, look at this picture. I found this. I found this. There's some feeling of, you know, answers there, some link to who am I now? And in a way, yes, there are. It's like invisible threads which hold information, not just genetically, but spiritually. Because in those threads of DNA, like a spiritual DNA, DNA exists, 
And there's thousands of stories, adaptations, traumas, lessons, all in there. And they touch you in the tiniest ways. There is a name for it now. It's ancestral lineage healing or ancestral healing. And what I, I just love that the purpose can be probably understood nowadays by not just people who are just spiritual. With this like more scientific evidence, it's getting a little bit more, I guess, accredited or explored. It, it's getting backed up. And so these, these practices that a lot of cultures and people's always understood on some level is now being, yeah, backed up by, by science, by mental health research. Even, I, you know, Prince Harry mentioned it in a recent podcast he was on about how the hurts of his parents hurt him, you know, and ancestral trauma and, Ooh, what's that? Buzzword, you know, but it's not new. It's, it's been going on. It's just, Oh, we're going to, I guess, look at it seriously now, but it's, it's not like we've all known about it. It's just a spotlight's on it, which is good. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And in the road to healing, I feel, is going to be more spiritual than medical. You know, like, I feel like now that we are starting to look at this ancestral trauma and this and that, they're going to have, like, obviously, like, mental health approaches to it. But I really feel like it's calling for more of an awakening of people's spirituality and their connection with self and spirit to heal it rather than other things. Now, here's the thing. In many cases, again, like I am not a professional. And sometimes these things with ancestral trauma, just like in the actual uh, studies where offspring do have actual issues because of the trauma their forebearers were exposed to, these are real problems that can develop that need real medications and real professional help. I'm like a strong advocate for all those things. But also there can be work that we can all do in a spiritual way to connect with the trauma in ourselves, the ones linked to our energy on the other side, and ask for that energy to be known to us so as to understand it better. I always like to say, when you name something, it loses its power over you. So naming it, seeing it for what it is, and how it connects to you is such a powerful tool. Ancestral healing does that. So what is all this? Just take a moment and just, and, and like maybe list at some point, all the things that have happened in your family tree as far back as you, like what you can remember. And then if you can ask somebody, that helps too. Poverty, discrimination, abuse, addiction, genocide, mental illness. I mean, think about who raised you, who raised them, who raised them. <laughs> Um, the patterns of these people and what happened to them are important. They didn't go anywhere. They, you can find the links. It's like a puzzle to you today in the patterns of just speaking and how you were raised and the family dysfunction and just all sorts of stuff. Think about, think about all the things that created these energetic patterns of like secrets or fear, hatred, isolation, insecurity, interconnectedness, nosiness, <laughs> And, and know that these patterns act as magnets, really, 
for more of the same to come and find you. So you got to find these patterns, see what they are, see how they've been passed down, why, so that you can kind of clear out your own life from it and choose what you want and let go of what you don't. Now, this is just back to my disclaimer. I am making wide, sweeping generalizations here. So for each one of you, this will be a very different story of what your ancestral trauma looks like. There are situations you cannot fix. Just like I said, if you're in the middle of something, okay, that's life. You're surviving. You can't fix that. That, You know, things happen to people. But, you know, for example, like we see racism so prevalent in our country. Like if you're a minority, that's not something you can change. Like when you go out and you're a person of color, like the trauma is continuing to happen to you and, and you can't like turn that off. But maybe the point's not to change it right now with this, with ancestral trauma, like in your own work, because that would be too overwhelming and you don't have the control to do that. That's a sad reality of where we're at. But the point is to see at least where it touches you, really touches you. See where it touches, I guess, just your relationships with other people, your self-talk, if you have children, how it touches your parenting, see it. Maybe you can't fix it, but you could change the language around it, speak to it differently in some small way, some very small way, which maybe won't be felt for two, three, four, or five generations after. I mean, that's an investment into the future for people who come after you. That's an investment that people in the past tried to make for you, and it's one you can make now. And sometimes it's very, I don't know, I mean, do you find it sad in a way? Because sometimes, I guess like just having children myself, I want a better life for them than I had. And I think that that's, I mean, if you're from normal parents, <laughs> that seems to be kind of like, I guess the human condition, like, I just want to make it better for them. Even though I know that maybe it won't be a hundred percent for me, I want to make it a little better for them. And that's what this healing ancestral trauma is too. It's like, how can I work on myself to make it a little better for them? And maybe that little change is all you can do right now, but a little bit of control, a little bit of power can help. All right. The point is to take these lessons and try to make them wisdom, formed wisdom with words and a backstory and language, which expresses them. And this is so our bodies don't express them in illness or mental health crises. This is so that we give the people after us language to express it themselves. And then the people who come after that, it sometimes it's not even fixing it. It's just like the ability to identify it. The ability to, this is what, hey, kids, this is what ancestral trauma is. Like, let's let's at least have open discussions about how our patterns affect the next generation. You can't fix it, but let's talk about how it's affecting us, you know, that. The, there is a need to turn the pain and sacrifice from the ones who came before us into blessings, in a way. Those lessons that they learned into wisdom. That's how you honor them. Hey, this happened so we could be here today. See the power in that? You can take you can take a trauma and you can say, this is what their pain and suffering did for us. Wow. Now what are you going to do for the future? It just gives back a little bit of control in this generational line where once someone ripped it away from them and maybe you you to honor them can take a tiny bit back. The, interconnected of, the interconnectedness of this is vital. You know, we see individual family traumas, you know, in a microcosm, and then you just see the contributions of that to society as a whole on the macrocosm. I mean, you just look societal issues 
it all it is is just a symptom of each little individual family cell. We you know you it begins at home, right? It begins it begins in you. There is light working here. This is light working. This is we shine light on the unsaid, the shadowed stuff, the stuff that gets buried. We have to shine light on that stuff. That is divine. That's that there is a divine force which wants you to look back, shine light on it, give words to it, put it out in the open, and then move forward. So, how do we start to heal? Okay. So here's just some like little ways that you can do to kind of deep dive into healing or looking at or becoming aware of your own ancestral trauma. All right. So first of all, it's not necessary to get like super invested in the actual history of your family. Like I said, yellow and blue people are already there. (laughs) They have their ancestry.com family trees. You know, they're good. They're like little memory keepers. Um, But sometimes there are limits to this depending on the records kept or even sometimes the culture you're looking into. Like a lot of times I know with black people, they don't have, I mean, it's such a privilege to even get information about your family. Um, That can be painful. Um, If you've been adopted or sometimes you just don't know your birth families for lots of different reasons, that can be very painful too. So you're not limited to like the literal history of your family, okay? It doesn't mean you can't get in touch with the same trauma though. And sometimes our own trauma is something that we need to come to peace with too. So it's not to pass that down. Just a little thing about like, um, like let's say you don't know your birth family or like you're adopted. The way that I see it, is you do have the birth family does affect you. Like what they went through does affect you a hundred percent. So that's kind of hard if you don't exactly know what went on, but that's when you got to kind of listen to your gut. And that's when you kind of have to kind of even be at peace with not knowing in a way or not even be at peace, just like confront that, whatever that makes you feel not to know. That's important. So like I said, sometimes it's not always finding the answer. It's looking at the question Looking at the question can be very painful. And we as humans, we always need an answer. I think, you know, it's in our brain. It's like this biological need. Even if it's not the right answer, we need an answer. You can let that go. You don't always need an answer. You can just look at the question. Be like, hmm, I understand the question. I have that question. Might not get answered, but I have it. Um, And then you also have the ancestral trauma of the family or situation that raised you as well. So it's kind of like a double thing. It's just like in readings, I get both. So, Okay. First off, a lot of so here's one of the, so here's one of the first things you can do. A lot of ancestral trauma boils down to your own limitations. There are things that you don't even dare to dream. Oof. There are things you don't dare to dream. So go there. What are those things? Could be lots of different. It could be very, and don't don't worry about how superficial that is. Okay? Because <laughs> like, I think think the first thing I you know, there's there's like um I don't know, like you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians and they go on some like amazing vacation. It's like, oh, I don't, I can't even dare to dream to go to that resort. I mean, that's like a very superficial thing, but like, you know, I think like in our daily life, there's that, there's those little things, but then like in our big like lives, it's like, you know, I really would love to be able to pay for my children's education, but I probably won't be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, so there's kind of like the easy ones to go against and then there's like the sadder, harder ones to go against. Go for, you know, so sometimes we start with the superficial because like you got to ease into it and then you can go into like the harder kind of sadder kind of tougher ones. 
be patient with yourself, guys. This is a lot. That's the other thing. And I'm feeling it as I do this podcast. Man, and sometimes this is weird. This is why I think time's not real. Okay, I'm sounding crazy. Because sometimes when I'm doing the podcast, I get like re- like a, like one of these recordings, I get like really really intense energy over me. Like I'm feeling you all listening to it, but you haven't listened to it yet as I say this. So I feel like this is so if you have to take a break, take a break because this is a lot of information and it can be kind of triggering. So I just want giving you all love. You're good. Take a break if you have to. Okay, but back to what I was saying. Um, yeah. So what are those things that you don't even dare to dream? It doesn't mean they're going to happen. It just means that you have to confront them head on. And I mean, listen, yes, this can feel cruel almost to do to yourself. But what are the things you want to do but like can't? When you go up against this, it's painful and it's, it can be disappointing, but it's also very revealing because even if you cannot fix it, you can see it and make peace with it. The blocks to wanting it are the wounds, not the fact you aren't getting it. Ooh, I'm going to read that again. The blocks to wanting it are the wounds, not the fact that you aren't getting it. So many of us try not to want things to avoid the disappointment, but that not wanting it, that's a huge block. And a lot of that is generational trauma. For example, you want to live in a better place. You know, um, you want to have better opportunities for the people in your life. Say it out loud. You know, some people, like nobody in their family graduated high school. Sometimes nobody, nobody went to college. You know, things like that. Someone's got to do it. Someone down the line has to do it. Little things like that. Eventually someone's going to do it. And you just put the energy into it. Um, you know, you got to dream it. You got to feel it. Manifesting gets a little mushed in here with this. In my empath manifestation episode, I said that you don't, get exactly what you want all the time, but your life does get better when you dare to dream and you start visualizing it and you confront that and you just kind of put it out there. So with that in your heart, please dare to dream. Because like I said, confronting it and sitting with it is the point. Not if you get it or not. That doesn't matter. It's just sitting with it. Okay, another thing you can do. You can speak to your ancestors. So many cultures do this. Calling the ones you knew into your space, it's very helpful. You know, growing up Catholic, we would go in and light a candle for somebody. You know, it's just a nice thing to do. And what it really is is a symbolic connection to them. So think about somebody you were close to who's passed. Think about that person. That person had to have family. Think about the family of that person that you love. Maybe this is family you might not have ever known. It doesn't matter if, if you know, grandma was close to you and, and, you know, her sister is or her mother and all them. They love you too. Call their energy to you. And, and maybe put a picture of her in your mind or maybe put out, you know, a little something to remember this person by. Depending on what works for you, really, you know, you can make an altar, you know, pictures, little remembrances. If that brings you joy, do it. If not, nature, nature works great. Maybe a little garden, maybe just sitting out there, maybe just calling to them in your heart, asking them to come, just wondering about them. These are all ways to bring these people in, having your little ancestral team around you. They love to be remembered and they come through for you. The next thing is thinking about your family patterns. 
So here's another way. How was your family always different from others? Hmm. Was it their lying, cheating, stealing? Was everyone super nosy? Was there some sort of weird issue with conflict? Addictions, abuse? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were fine. They were just a little needy or this way or that way. You know, there's always something. Good or bad, see the patterns. It's something... You know, you know, it's, a, it's something we tend to notice best in our teen years. It's harder to see as you get older, honestly. If you have a question about what the dysfunction in your family is exactly what these ancestral patterns and traumas are, I need you to go ask your 16-year-old self why you were embarrassed of your family. You're, just go into your inner 16-year-old and be like, why didn't you want your boyfriend or girlfriend over? Go ahead. What were you scared of? Right there. Oh, your 16-year-old's got things to say. They will tell you it is all there. Let that 16-year-old you speak, preach it, preach. <laughs> that 16-year-old self is going to preach. I'll tell you, that version of you knew a lot more than you gave yourself credit for. <laughs> they saw all the trauma. They just couldn't name it exactly. You know, when you're around that age, that's when you're still trying to fight all this stuff. <laughs> you know, that's an age when you when you see it and you differentiate it from it and you're constantly like going against the wind all the time. You go against it. And then, I don't know, you get older and then you start to, it's like those, which was a progressive commercials. I don't know. Like you start to become them. It's really freaking scary. <laughs> so you got to go back to 16 year old self and ask them. Why was I embarrassed of my family? Why didn't I want people over? What was, what were, and I mean, this, sometimes it's funny, you know, it's kind of funny, but it can be like really upsetting too. Like, why didn't I want somebody over? What was going to happen? Sometimes it's scary. I mean, those are very revealing. I love that exercise because you're going to hear a lot from your 16 year old self. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Another thing to do, do the deep dive. Oh, truth, man. We avoid it. Our egos are like allergic to it. We don't want that. Well, deep dive it. Health issues. Let's start there. What are they really about? I find in readings that your body loves a metaphor, all right? You don't say it. You don't speak it aloud. You don't self-advocate. Your body's going to start talking. So let's say you have tummy issues. And I have to do my disclaimer. Obviously, it's not anybody's fault that they get sick. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying these are things that I do see, energetic correspondence with trauma. All right, tummy issues. What information are you having a hard time digesting in your life? Neck issues. What truths from your head won't reach your heart? Back issues. Who are you always trying to stand up straight for or please all the time? Autoimmune issues. Whose pain are you still hiding? Whose shame have you been holding? A lot of shame in family trauma, ancestral trauma. That shame gets passed down. 
money, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Disordered eating issues. What are you trying to control outside of you, which did not work. Then go outward. Relationship issues. Repetitive problems with friends, coworkers, family, authority. Repetitive patterns in your own life. Go there. Get truthful. Let yourself hear it out. That is not an easy process. That is a lifelong journey. We're like all currently doing this now. What's interesting is if you start kind of doing the ancestral deep dive, the ancestral trauma deep dive, uh, it's interesting how that stuff, it's just a new light, a new filter being shown upon the stuff that you're already kind of working on. So it can give you kind of like a different perspective and it can kind of approach it from a new angle. So be prepared for this to be a little heavy because you might start seeing things like they might hit you kind of like, oof, okay, (laughs) I did not see that coming and now I do and I have to sit with that. You know, and and finally, you have to ongoingly engage in your own healing. I mean, this is a huge part of being spiritually awakened, knowing that your family contributes to your own present issues. That's this is not supposed to be a cop out. It's a personal responsibility. You can't be a victim of it, okay? I mean, at one point you may have been a victim, but moving forward, this can't be like an excuse. Um, you have to see it and take power from it, not persecution. But like I said, that's a very broad way to describe it because there is no way in this one episode I can touch on every single trauma there is. That's for you to see and work through independently because when I say something like that, like you're not a victim, like some people are constantly re-victimized, especially I want to be sensitive at this time to people of color who are dealing with, you know, discrimination, racism, hatred in our society, Because the thing is, is some of us can't, like I said, hide the things that are going to attract the patterns of trauma over and over again. I mean, they go out to the grocery store and here's ancestral trauma being created as they shop. You know, so I'm not bypassing that. I'm not. And and that's, that's, like I said, this is one episode and there's probably no way I could cover all. I just wanted to give you the broad explanation. All right. So I just want to make sure I'm sensitive to everybody and they understand that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is something which is real and prevalent and like I said, contributing to trauma today for their own and your own and everybody's future generations. Like, And I don't want anything, this isn't like spiritual bypassing and what that is is like when you ignore something like with a sweeping like, oh, just, you know, get centered and find your center and talk to your spirit guides and manifest and it's all okay. It's like we can't like do that, <laughs> you know, because society exists. It's like something we live in all the time unless we're going to go off the grid. We're going to be re-traumatized by it and there's some people that get re-traumatized more often than others. But I do feel that there are many movements and truths and solidarity being formed now with words and voices and actions, which are a way to heal the future. You know, not today, not tomorrow. Sometimes you watch the news, you're like, will this ever get fixed? I mean, I feel like humans, we are trauma. I mean, that is our pattern. It's not any different now than it was hundreds of years ago. You know what I mean? It, it, if you think about it. So, All we can do is hope. That's all we can do. And I feel like hope is in our DNA too. And hope is in our ancestral lineage too. Hope. That's in those spiritual ties which always bind us to the ones who came before. It's hope. And you have to have that. You have to. Because as long as this goes on, 
something else has to be passed down to, and it's that we can make it better and we can be better and then we can pay it forward and help other people's be better. I want to hear your thoughts on this. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest. I'm giving you all love right now. Oh, I hope you feel it. And wherever you are, I feel like I touched on a lot of different places you could be at with this. And wherever you are right now, you're doing so good. You're doing so good. And I want to hear from you. Wow. Okay. So that was really interesting. And, um, that was really, I learned, I learned a tremendous amount today. Um, so if you had to actually go back to your 16 year old self, (laughs) to 16 year old Maggie, yes. What would 16 year old Maggie say about your family? Oh my God. I think I'd be scared. Well, my mom was like a psych, you know, is, is, was a psychic. So it was like kind of weird bringing people over. And then there was just like a lot of like, I think that's like generational shame and the whole psychic thing. You know, even today that I'm really trying to deal with because that was like a big thing growing up. Like, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody, you know, like that. Yeah. And then, uh, so like when you brought people over and there were like crystals all over the dining room table and, you know, there's like people waiting outside in their cars. And I had more than one occasion, like where my friends, my teenager friends were like, why are these people coming in and out of your house? Like, why can't we go in the house right now? Cause there were no cell phones back then. Why can't we go in right. the house right now? Uh, why do we have to wait out here? Why can't, you know, it was like, um, and I wasn't allowed to tell anybody, which kind of like made me have to lie to people, which was like really uncomfortable. So I learned to deal with stuff that's uncomfortable. You lie and just like, I mean, but that goes back. Like yeah. that's, that's a lot of stuff. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It's too much to get into. It but is a lot. I, that I, would be the first thing that she said. <laughs> I mean, just if you want to take it literally, I just remember your home being like a place for antiques to just live. So ancestrally, it looked like you had relics from like, the, had, you know, from had, years back. That's from, a whole other that's thing. A whole other it's like thing, the hoarding though. issue. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, oh, God. Oh my God, I, light, I lightly scratched thy surface. Look, if, we, <laughs> if we ever, and, the, and this is just to I'm be not funny here. Like I laugh, but yeah. it's like really traumatic. Like I could go deep. No, no, no. And, and, look, and, and, I, and I don't want to make light of anything, but yeah. now it's time. Make, we, I think we need to let off some steam Let's and goof around. Yes. But I just want to say, if oh, we ever okay. get the courage <laughs> and we ever really want to relive the most traumatic moment of our life is when your parents met my parents. I, it, and honestly. That might be the most traumatic. I can't even think about talking. I mean. <laughs> I'm speechless. I, I, yeah. Nobody would believe it. I, I'm shutting down. I am too. I am too. Nobody would believe it. It was horrible. Like I'd be afraid to do it on the podcast because like yeah. police might get involved. Yeah. It was, I'm not even joking. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys know what the Dukes of Hazard is, but my dad just turned into <laughs> one of the members and like jumped through the, the car window. Like I don't, I, I can't even go there. Let, let, all, right. all right. All right. We have to, we have to Justine stop. is going to save us. Okay. okay Justine. So, all right. So Justine is a member of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Uh, And she came up with an idea on the page. She put up a post, and this is what it said. Quick, what's in your Amazon cart right now? (laughs) And what are your aura colors? Or suspected aura colors, if you don't know them. Uh, Can you tell? So they wanted us to kind of figure out, based on what's in your Amazon cart, the things that you have not yet purchased, I guess they're they're waiting. The lingering things. You haven't bit the bullet on it yet. You haven't pressed the buy now. Right. What What does it say about you? What does it say about you? What are the possible (laughs) colors? Okay, so let's take... such a great idea, Justine. All right, so I guess guess let's take Justine first because she started it off. All right, so Justine has two things in the cart. She has the housewives... 
activity book for real fans, <laughs> volume one <laughs> by a Caroline. Volume two? <laughs> they got like this sold enough to get to a volume two. Whoa. Okay. Or they um, were like presumptive enough to name volume one. Like as if there would be right. a volume two. Right. <laughs> so we got this real housewives book. Okay. Um, and then we have rollerblades. Okay. Pro Pro XT Women's Adult Fitness. What color are they? They are black and uh, looks like black and pink or black and red. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, well, I already know her aura color, so that's not fair. Okay. Well, well what would a typical person with those? I well, mean, it's I like would purple say pur- pur- purple. There, yeah, purple. Obviously. obviously, purple. We have like the purple elements to it. Yeah. Um, Rollerblades, you know, it's like working out, but like if you're not, you don't really want to feel like you're working out, you want to feel like you're six. So that's like a purple thing too. Mm-hmm. I know that she's turquoise though. Right. She's so, turquoise. Yeah. All right. Know, so she's purple turquoise. So that's that's funny though. Okay. I like that. I like the artistic. A lot of purple there. A lot of purple. Is there any way I can get this Housewives book out of your cart? <laughs> like if I oh wait, I've been pushing the picture to try to delete it and yeah. it doesn't work. She likes it. Give her your yeah. activity All book. Right. All right. <laughs> I wonder which. Maybe it's there's like, word yeah. searches in there. Like what do you do? How? I don't funny. know. Like, what, like how to flip a table? What is in there? Like, how to yell at your best friend? <laughs> how, how to be over forty yeah. and have like really petty arguments right. with another over forty year old? Right. How to promote like your skinny drink? You know. <laughs> how to be like a singer on display? <laughs> on display. On, on display. display. Yeah. How, I, I, I don't know how to dress up your dog funny. Um, I mean, there's so many ways we could go we here. We need to keep going. Yeah. How to look different with plastic surgery, like completely different. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, there's a thousand jokes we can go on. So many day. jokes. It'd be so many a, jokes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Laurel writes, um, she, she does tell her aura colors, but let's see what she has in the cart. Okay. Okay. She has, okay. I don't know what this is. Advanced cupping therapy sets. Oh gosh. Edge yes. flex silicone vacuum suction she's turquoise right come on yeah she, yeah, okay. yeah she's a <laughs> turquoise like, you should be always explaining these not me it's just that was so blatantly turquoise okay then we have and home a, cupping that's a great that's hysterical yeah i didn't know you could do that i don't know what that is oh it's you know like the um michael phelps did it remember oh. um it's so and then you get bruises on your back Okay. It's like an, I don't know what it does because I, I don't have bruises on my back, but I, apparently it's very healing for you. It like releases, I don't know, pressure oh. points. I thought something. it was actually for, because like the next two items might, this is where oh, I thought okay. they were for. I thought, okay. The next one is women's sexy scoop neck razorback tank. Oh. Top button down stretchy. Okay. And a woman's solid color v-neck lace up one piece swimsuit. So I thought those cupping things go into the suits. To do what? Well, you know, like i I guess back in high school, people used to use like tissues. Oh, like to enhance? Yeah. Oh, she's like a grown woman. She doesn't care. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they look like. They're these little blue things. Like, I... Did you do that, Scott? Did you put tissues in places to enhance? I did. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I did. That's it's true. That's true. No, no cap? Was it cap? No cap? Cap. Yeah, I'll cap. let you figure cap. out. I forgot which, which, which yeah, we're just going to let you sit there. <laughs> which is, <laughs> we're going to let you sit there and make us all wonder if that's true or not. Yeah, okay. Let's move on from, <laughs> let's move on from Laurel. Okay. All right. Okay. Our next one is from Brittany. Mm-hmm. All right. Brittany has, let's see. Um... She has the Eva New York City Gotta Bounce Curl Defining Cream, the 8.5 fluid ounces. Nice. I feel like David from QVC. (laughs) She also has the Eva New York City Just Glisten Hair Body Shine Mist, 4.3 fluid ounces. And the Eva New York City Main Magic 10-in-1 Primer 
six fluid ounces. The hot girl summer over there, haven't Yeah, they? and they're all eleven dollars. So, oh ooh, wow! Okay. Um, I mean, this to me. I mean, she tells us her, her aura colors: uh, purple, purple, purple. Yes, would I would say that's pure very purple. purple. Yeah, that's totally. She's just ready to go out now. She's ready to go. So going to get curly and eyeliner, yeah. and glowy. Yes. <laughs> She's just ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right. We have Simi. Okay. And she has on pre-order the Mystic Michaela Angel number book. Oh, So, thank of course, you. I had to pick that one. Actually, a lot of people had that That's in their cards. That's very sweet. When I was going through those. <laughs> and she also has the Rose Quartz Resin Pigment pigment Powder for her art. Nice. So, well, that's pretty. Oh, Resin Art. Oh, Resin Art is so pretty. Yeah, really You don't cool. know what that is. No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> What's resin art? You, saw, you can't even lie. You're like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I love resin art. I have a, that picture up hanging in the wall on our wall. Yeah, the yeah. resin art. Yeah, the resin art. All right, so she's an artist. This, I mean, this, she tells us the aura colors, but this is a purple indigo, 100% all yeah, the way. Yeah, she's home. She's painting and she's, she's reading about angel numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's... She's resin arting, yes. reading out angel numbers. Yes, definitely. All right, next one we have... Sophia, and she's also confirmed. So all these people that have been doing it are confirmed, oh, okay. and they have been telling. <laughs> all right, let's see. She's got a lot in the cart here. Oh, wow. Okay. So a lot in the cart first tells you right off the bat, probably like a pink or something. She- <laughs> all right, we have. She's like shopping spree. Yes. Okay. We, <laughs> this is a real, really weird combo here coming <laughs> oh, up. What's her name again? Uh, Sophia. Sophia, okay. Okay. We have the complete guide to astrology. Yes. I, I don't She's see the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family, uh, the numbers book in here. Uh, <laughs> Sophia, you might want to explain that to us. <laughs> the Fifth Agreement, a practical. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Women's Padded Sports Bra. Okay. Okay. BPA free 12 piece, 11 inch, like sticks. I don't know. Oh, straws. These are straws. Sticks. <laughs> I would get really weird here. Okay. A five pack of women's mid cushion socks. Oh. And an extra wide Hamilton toaster. Okay, so <laughs> she's making I mean, toast. She likes padding. Okay, she's got padding. She likes like padded socks, padded bras. She's she into that. the astrology, she's obviously, ready, not yeah. into the angel numbers. She doesn't like to, you know. I think there's a mouth sensitivity issue, which I have that too, where yep. you don't like to like drink directly from the cup when yep. it's cold. I understand yep. that. Yes, that's empath stuff. This is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is clearly someone that has more than two aura colors. She, <laughs> she wants to kind of hang out at home, right? Be comfortable. Learn about the stars. Right. I forget what else was in there. I I, I stopped the, at the padded socks. Okay. Remembering things. Yeah. You got okay. You got the toster. The oh, the socks, toaster. She's eating toast. The straws. The padded bra. <laughs> the practical book on magic or something. The astrology <laughs> book and the lack of the numbers book by Mystic Michaela. <laughs> so what's her aura colors? Pink, purple, and indigo. That's funny. Yeah. So that that was an easy. That sounds one. about right. Yeah. That. You might even want to throw in another color. That makes there, sense because, like, pink people can have their own fun time with themselves. Okay, it's true. They play well by themselves. The next one is from Montana. Okay, and I will have you know, I know her. She is not from Montana. Right? Yeah, she's in one of the groups. She's one of the MM and you discussion always bother groups. her. And I do always like you just her. assume she lives in Montana. Yes, I always ask her too. Isn't Are you she from Montana? In like, where is Canada or something? I think she's from Canada. Yeah. All like right. The other coast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have three things in the carts. Okay. Inspired socks that say, please do not disturb. People love socks. We have a star projector. Oh, those are nice. Three-in-one ocean wave projector, star sky nightlight. I want one of those, God. And yummy. Okay, we'll get. We'll put it in the cart. I'm putting we'll, it in the cart. Okay, put it in the cart. I'm just going to look at it for a few weeks. 
<laughs> never like order these things. I just look at them. And then we have a Yummy Earth Organic Lollipop Ooh, Assorted Flavors really? 50 Count oh, she's got by a, Yummy Earth. She's got a sweet tooth, but she also respects herself. Okay, so she got the socks. <laughs> yeah. She's got the star thing. It sounds like an indigo situation. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Is like she? Purple, she's purple turquoise. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the lollipops... That that sounds purplish, right? Have all I don't the, know. It sounds like know. like it's very like self contained fun. Self contained fun, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Our next one. Okay, we'll see what we have here. Also, she does give the aura colors. Okay. Um, we have a three pack inflatable pool water hammock lounges. Okay. So like kind of like inner tubes, or whatever. All right. Um, this one came out a little blurry, so it's hard for me to read. We have a panini maker. To make gourmet sandwiches. So that's important. Yes. And a flowy shirt. Mm. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Okay, so we got the... That's, there's a practical... The, the panini maker is practical. It is. You know? Yet it, not. I feel like panini makers are the impractical thing right. to get, but, you know... Well, she's purple-blue. Yeah. So I would say, you know, you get the, the, the flowy shirt and, like, lounging in, in the... the the, the pool, pool floaties. Yeah. And then she, maybe she wants to cook for her family after. Because <laughs> she's blue. Because she's blue. And that would make sense. The purple blue makes sense. Okay. That does. Yeah. We could like, by the way, yes. I feel like for any of these, we could make a case for any aura color. Okay. Except green. Right. Yeah, we haven't had any green yet. <laughs> the green, oh, I'd love to. Oh, green people carts. Okay. That would be funny. Now, this it's one. just like hoses. <laughs> green people. Yeah, we, like, we should ask nuts for Nuts and bolts. We didn't get any green people. Yeah. <laughs> like a wrench. All right, but the, green women would be more. I haven't done green women would be more like they'd have more like a like really smart people books. All right, okay. go on. Now this one is from Shelby. We also know Shelby. She mm. she does um, Shelby. Yes, Shelby does our great graphics. Now this one this, this one scares me a little bit. Oh, okay. So <laughs> we Shelby the first Scott. one the first one we have <laughs> is a little me big dreams journal. Okay, okay. Draw, write, and color this journal. Little. People, big dreams. Okay. okay. So, all right. That, that on its, by its own seems fairly normal. All right. So it's a journal that you color in? Yeah. I think where you want to talk about your big dreams. That's okay. It's right. a manifesting. Perfect. Okay. But then the next one mm. is a hot dog designed what? costume. For her dog for, or something? Well, is it? I mean, it's a oh. pet. Co- it does say pet costume. <laughs> It is a Halloween Christmas apparel cosplay for puppies and kittens. Okay. But it looks rather large, like a very long hot dog. So, so she thinks you think it's for her? So I'm is that thinking what you're trying to say? Yeah. Now she claims it's for in her even when she wrote she ended up getting the hot dog alpha for her cats. She's gonna prove post pics for uh, proof. Oh, because you didn't believe her? Yeah. Because it looks <laughs> human sized. And I think this is for Shelby to dress up in a hot dog costume. And color. And color. You know, whatever gets you through the day. Or she wants to write about her big dreams of being a hot dog. <laughs> like, so, a, like go to Comic Cos yeah. Play Con as right. a hot dog. Yeah. There might be a whole thing there for people. Yeah. That they're into something with that. So <laughs> like hot dog cosplay. She's a yellow indigo. Mm-hmm. But No, I can see yellow indigos definitely dressing up their cats. Yeah. Yes. With full life-size hot dog Listen, costumes. we're, you know, All right. it amuses us. All right. It amuses us. All right, Shelby, but we're, we're watching you. <laughs> um, you know what? Hey, this is what I got to do. You know, I'm going into your Amazon oh, card. My, it's a lot of Cetaphil. Okay. 
Let me go <laughs> into there Cetaphil. and see what we have. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Stop. This is your Amazon card. King Sky Men's. You're making this sec- up. No. Sexy pouch. G-string underwear. Sexy low-rise bulge thong <laughs> underwear. Mystic Michaela. Why is that Long is in that your cart? title. It's, it's very long. Know, they got a, a lot of reviews. A thousand reviews. It's a shared cart, Scott. What? Yeah. We share this cart, you and I. Oh, yeah. We share a cart. That's what happens when you get married so for you're, this long. You end true. up sharing a cart. So you're saying I put those in there? Why would I put bulge thong underwear? To stuff tissues in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't me. I know who did it. Oh. It was, it was Petro Hanchar. Damn him. Hanchar, yeah. He was doing things on Tinder the other night. Damn, so. Petro. Yeah. He's a Tinder star. What can you, can you he, he can't help it. He can't help it. On that note. Yes. <laughs> thank you all for hanging out with us today. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And I wish you all the best. Take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.